views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters. Good day. This is Ability Radio. I am Archie Jennings of the Disability Rights Center, a nonprofit, non-governmental agency that advocates for the rights of persons with disability. This program, as a co-host with other affiliates of DRCVI, we have discussions with individuals of interest and those organizations that work with persons with disabilities. And today we have Ms. Patricia Ross of Red Cross, <laughs> okay? Patricia Swan of, of Red Cross. And one of the things about Red Cross is that it's not only national internet and international, is getting a background of a uh, little history of Red Cross, uh, if you will, Patricia, just to give some basis before we get into disaster preparedness for the Virgin Islands. Well, thank you. Good morning to everyone. A good day, rather. Thank you for the invitation. I look forward to these yearly um, sessions with you, Charles, um, here on Disability Radio. So the Red Cross started um, very uh, monumental started when we transferred from um, Denmark to the US. So the Red Cross has been in the Virgin Islands for a very long time. It started off, of course, with the nurses and opened in the library. So we are very proud of that heritage. We're very proud um, of being here, a longstanding organization. And it's an organization based on volunteers. So things get done by the generous time and commitment from the community. Um, I am in fact, one of the only employees on St. Thomas. Um, everyone else is a volunteer. And on St. Croix, we have two full-time and one part-time um, actual employees. So the volunteers drive our mission. They drive everything that we do. So in a sense, we're of the people, for the people, we are the people, right? So um, we're very proud of that. And internationally, uh, do you know the scope of Red Cross across the, the world? So there's a Red Cross in every country. Um, and the services uh, sometimes vary because there are programs that are set just specifically for that country, but everything that the Red Cross does, be it American or international, it's about alleviating suffering of all individuals, regardless of their background, whether or not they are actual, you know, their immigration and migration status. So everything. Um, it doesn't matter what religious, what political views they have. We go where we're needed and where we're requested to come out. So, um, so and that could, like I said, internationally in every country. For the Virgin Islands, due to the fact that there are uh, issues not only related to disasters, is there a process by which um, Virgin Islanders choose where and the resources go and what is going to be acted upon? We do. In a sense, um, there is a national standard, right, for anything that happens with a disaster, our chain of command, all of that changes. But we have individuals here 
who are trained and specialized in their in their field. And so they decide which area you want, you know, you decide which area you want to train in. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to figure out which one is the right fit. Um, so in some ways we, uh, you know, like HR, try to make sure you you find that fit and you're happy and you get trained and specialized. And then one of the things that is really unique about the Red Cross is that you can train locally, assist locally, and then decide that you want to deploy elsewhere to assist in another region. And that gives a wealth of information, a wealth of training. Um, those individuals come back with so much information. And um, we've got a small, you know, in comparison to some of the um, chapters in the, U in the US on the mainland, we got a small but mighty team and we, we're really proud of what, how far we've come in the training. This last year, um, fiscal year rather, we deployed quite a few individuals to Arkansas, to Mississippi for the tornadoes and even to California. And just recently we've got one volunteer that came back from Guam. Uh, so our volunteers in the Virgin Islands go everywhere they're needed if they have the time and availability to do so. But it's one of the one of the benefits of being a Red Cross volunteer. Did I answer your question, Archie? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of the ways that I got involved personally was after Hurricane Irma. Mm -hmm. And there was a call for volunteers at that time. And I was, that's where I got involved in a, personally. But due to the fact right now that there's sort of a, a prelude for the next season, is there a way for persons who might think they want to be involved? How do they get, get in uh, contact and how, what is the process for that person to volunteer with Red Cross at this time? So there's two types of volunteers. Uh, so you can be a regular volunteer who will be here when there's um, what we call blue skies or steady state when there's no disaster or someone who just wants to come when there's a disaster. Um, so they're kind of quasi volunteer, but only on call when there's something. And all of it is done electronically or you can come into the office. We can help you figure out where do you wanna be? Um, there's a process for that and um, it doesn't take very long. There is a background check um, because you are forward facing with the community. You might have access to financial records. Uh, so we have to have the background. You're going in to talk with kids. We've got to make sure that everyone is clear to be able to do that. But like I said, it doesn't take very long to join. And um, we're always in the business of recruiting volunteers to um, the Red Cross because we want to do for our own and be able to help out if we're impacted by any disaster, not only hurricanes, right? Because there's earthquakes, tsunamis, flood, you name it, fire, home fires. There have been quite a few of those there lately that we've responded to. So if you're interested, if you want to be a part of an organization where you can have a great impact, uh, please give us a call. I'll be happy to work through the process with you. You want to go ahead and give that contact information? Sure. So it's patricia.swan, and swan is just like the bird, one N at redcross.org, or you can give us a call at 340 
after the uh, last disaster, like you were saying, there's a blue skies period. And you have an interesting way for tre uh, training the volunteers. Would you like to go into that? Because I remember going on computer, you have a whole curriculum involved. Yes. And, and, yes. Um, so for, um, I'd love to. So for every um, position um, that there is in the Red Cross, um, you can join what we call a group activity position. So this is an activity that you're doing with a group of individuals. Um, so say, for example, one of the first things that's done after impact from a disaster is disaster assessment. Uh, so we go out and do a preliminary and then a full detail from house to house what has happened to that home to get an idea of how, my, how the Virgin Islands was impacted and what kind of resources will be necessary. So that individual will have a list of courses to really get them ready, confident, and able and understand what that process is and um, really get the information into the system so that we can get support to the Virgin Islands as quickly as possible. So everyone goes through a training. There's um, courses that you can do on your own. And then there's of course, in the virtual world, we have the virtual led training with experts who could be in the region. We're part of central Florida or they could be in California. Um, so there's courses that way. And then there's others that are videos. And then we get you with your hands-on experience in that field so that you really feel confident and build your skill sets to do that. Now, does this work for uh, someone less savvy on the computer than, and, <laughs> as well? We work with you, Archie. We've had, um, we've had individuals who've come in and I love it, you know, Virgin Islanders, um, when there's something going on in our community, we really want to get out there and help each other. And so I've had folks come in and say, I'd love to help, but I don't know how to use the computer. And I've actually had to open a, um, an email account for them. So, and work with them, they come in uh, doing drop-in hours and just build up their skills. And now they're the ones that are showing others what to do and encouraging their friends to do the same. Uh, so yes, you come in at any level, we'll help you as long as you've got the um, commitment and the interest to do so. Some folks are like computers, no, thank you. Um, and, and everything today is on computers. So we try our best to get you up to par. As a prelude to the now that we're in the hurricane season, are mm. there any established meetings or preparations that are uh, in effect at the present time? We've been preparing forever. Um, we're like the military in that sense, right? We're just now waiting for it to happen <laughs> so we can put our skills to the test. I uh, know. So we've been preparing for a long time. Our volunteers in May is our individual preparedness month. So that's when volunteers really make sure that they're doing what they need to do at home. They've got their communication plan. They've talked with family members. Everyone knows what they're going to be doing 168 hours uh, when a um, potential storm um, is heading in our direction. And that's real important because the rapid intensification now and El Nino makes it so that you wake up in the morning and you see it's a tropical depression and then a couple hours later it's a category one right so we have to be always ready so like i said we have been doing that in may 
And then um, also working with partners. So we work with Vitima, we work with Human Services because Red Cross is the um, dormitory manager. So we make sure that the individuals that are in the shelters, whatever the government decides is a shelter, that we're able to support and be able to make the individuals who are residents in the shelter feel comfortable, whatever type of shelter it is. Um, and that includes having individuals to help if they're really stressed out and having a hard time processing what's happening. We also have a disability integration volunteer that will come down and be pre-positioned um, in each island so that individuals who may need that extra advocacy that's in the shelter have the support of the Red Cross in that way. Did I, I think I answered your question, yes. Yeah, you're, you're there, you're there. One of the other issues I remember last time was the pet issue and uh, pets shelters as well as well as uh, what happens. Could you give the uh, general public information on what's the process right now? Sure, sure. So there's different levels. Um, there's your pet. There's farm animals. Um, there's those that actually have a job, right? So they're there to help their person. Whatever level you're at. If you're having to evacuate to a shelter, you're expected to have everything you need to care for that animal. Um, medicine, food, a crate, um, and you know, making sure that they have all their comforts. You need to make sure that you know exactly where you can go because not all of the shelters will have um, pets, uh, ability to, to house pets. So having a plan now about sheltering in place and making sure that your pets and your animals are safe is a good idea because we're not sure what can happen, what impact it would have, where you can go or if you have to be evacuated. So that's a discussion that really needs to be had right away um, because not all shelters would accept a pet. Can't accept a pet because there may not be a place for them. And um... Since the last time um, of the last hurricane, at least on St. Thomas, the offices have moved. Do you want to give the new lo the location for Red Cross on oh, St. Thomas? Oh, right, because everyone thinks we're still at Niski. We're no longer at Niski. <laughs> so we're in, okay, what's the best way to, okay. Everyone knows where quality foods used to be. And uh, so the Red Cross is between the Petrus I'm behind the Petrus Plaza, across the street from the post office, Frenchtown, next to waste management in front of the cemetery. I hope that's enough of a direction. So if you're at, <laughs> if you're at the light, um, either going east or west, you go in the opposite direction if you were to turn into Frenchtown and you would see the white building with the Red Cross sign in, and at the top and that's where we are. I think you crossed all vectors. You gave it every which way. That's good. One of the other aspects is um, when the hurricane hit, I think we had to have some sort of ID to be traveling on the road. Is there mm -hmm. any prior preparation? Because I think I got mine after a couple of days, but still it was explained to everybody why I was on the road as I was going down the waterfront. So there's the, um, the identification uh, that shows that you're a Red Crosser. And then there's the added component of getting the access to go through. And that is really a decision by Vitima. 
uh, right, to give out passes to be able to traverse um, at night or when areas, when we're, if we're in curfew, uh, which is what happens right after a disaster, just so that there's a cleanup and safety. Um, so when you decide that you're going to deploy and you go through all your orientation, that's when you get, um, you know, you print out your badge. Uh, we're in the in the world now where you can print it off by yourself or we can print it off for you um, so you, that you are identified as a Red Crosser, a current Red Crosser. One of the other aspects of sheltering, which I wanted to bring up, was that certain people needed the medication kept cold. Mm -hmm. What are the steps in that regard for persons who want to or need to go to the shelters? So that information is taken as soon as they register into the shelter with human services. Uh, Red Cross then um, have our nurses that go around or their shelter um, team members that go around and get information about the individuals who are coming in, what they need if they're an elderly person um, and need to have you know, different accommodations, need to be close to the bathroom. Um, or if you are um, someone who is using a CPAP machine and it needs to be hooked up, um, you know, pretty close to the bed. So we accommodate all of those um, in, you know, sort of the area where the nurses would be. And they get a sense of who needs what, what medication, if it needs to be refrigerated, and also about different kind of allergies. So that, you know, as soon as you get in, you let them know what you can and cannot have, what medications, um, how often. But individuals who need that extra care should also consider if they have a caregiver to come with them. Um, and that's why we do uh, training for caregivers and um, seniors together, because um, oftentimes they have a caregiver with them and they all need to get the same information to make sure they're working on the plan um, to, you know, so that everyone is safe and content as much as possible. Is there any kind of training or public um, form for that caregiver person with, in need of a caregiver coming up with, uh, with Red Cross? Yeah, so everyone usually waits until August when it's the peak to do the hurricane. I'll be sending out those invitations all the time, but <laughs> it's not until August that everyone wants something. But uh, so in August, we usually do um, organizations send us requests and we do their groups, but we also have a few days where we send it out to the community. So if anyone is interested, they should let me know because those dates in mid-August are just now being formulated. So it'd probably be the third week in August where we would have training for caregivers and um, elder, older Americans as we call them. But we've been doing those uh, for all year round. And the other group, um, I remember doing some school activities or mm -hmm. for what's the status of those trainings so the kids get their to-go pillow uh, all ready yes. to go. Yes, yes. So we have the youth preparedness program um, and we go from the smallest ones all the way up to high school. So we have the Prepare with Pedro, which is really for kindergarten, first grade, second grade, where they learn um, about different hazards. And this year we're doing flooding and um, I think it's earthquake. Yes, flooding and earthquake coming up the school year. 
And then we have the pillowcase project, which is our longest program where they actually get a canvas pillowcase. It's not really a pillowcase. It's a canvas bag and it has all of the things that they need to have in their evacuation bag. They get to personalize it the way that they um, want. So we get, get them fabric um, markers and they're there, they learn about the hazard, but they also learn about coping skills. So how to keep yourself calm, how to breathe, use breathing techniques, whatever is needed for them to be able to be more resilient before, during, and after a storm. And then unique to the Virgin Islands, uh, we had donors who thought it would be a great idea and supported us in having a teen preparedness program. So this is for sixth grade to senior year. It comes with a um, go bag and some materials to put in it. So it's like getting them a jump start on having an evacuation bag. And this they can keep in the car or if they have to leave the home really quickly, that they can grab their bag with all of their information and get to safety right away. And we do that about 4,000 students, 3,000 students, I'm sorry, uh, annually that we do. Uh, our chapter gets a quota of what we need to fulfill. And we're always knocking it out the park um, because we love to get into the schools and there's no greater teacher than a child, let me tell you, because they go home and they bother their parents about what they learned. And um, their parents feel pressured to get all of the materials to make sure that they're prepared. So I'm glad to teach the kiddos. They get the message out there right away. Okay, great, great. As we roll, as you said, rolling into August, is mm -hmm. there any, um, meetings with Vitima or what's called used to be volunteer organizations to assist in disasters that's coming up? The VOADs, they um, actually have been having their, their meetings, um, co-eds and VOADs. Um, and so each of the organizations have a representative that joins that group. And um, they have been, I think it's like once a month, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Red Cross participates in those as well. And Vitima has been having um, training, uh, Vitima and Department of Human Services, on um, you know pods, which are locations that individuals after a disaster can go and get um, supplies, materials. And so they've been doing those trainings as well in preparation for, for this season. Is there a location chart or source where organizations such as ourselves can advise our clients, well, a pod is located, say, at the VI uh, fire station over by Barbell. Right. That's usually where it will be. Um, I don't think they've made any final decisions on additional areas, um, but that's something we learn usually when there's, there's the announcement of the upcoming disaster and then also to let us know afterwards to prepare where those are gonna be. But usually it's those emergency areas that individuals are easily um, reachable for community members. You mentioned about um, helping with fires. Are you Red Cross still doing the fire alarm um, distribution? Yes, so we do the big installation uh, where we go out to a community, we work with the VI fire service to determine the areas that are most vulnerable. So homes, especially that haven't been rebuilt or modern um, after the um, 
earthquakes, excuse me, after the, the hurricanes, Irmann Maria. And so we go out and do installations and we also do installations by appointment. So individuals in the community who would like for us to come out and install the smoke, smoke detectors in their homes, they can call us, we put them on a list and whenever we can get out there with the fire department, usually within a couple of weeks um, and go out and install. We also um, respond to home fires. So if there is a, a home fire, the fire department notifies us we go out and assist the family. So while the fire department is focusing on the fire, we're focusing on the people. So Red Cross is really like a bridge between what happened and helping the family. So they may need assistance where they need to speak with someone because it's, it's a stressful situation or they need to replace med med medical equipment or medication. Um, and so we try to advocate, we advocate for them in that way. Um, it's called a disaster action team. And we also have caseworkers that help the families to help them get back to um, where they used to be or better um, and work with them to, so that they can advocate for themselves and be more resilient. But it's not a long-term, it's not a long-term program. Um, it's just for immediate assistance. Okay. Is there any upcoming meetings that you want to give the general public notice of associated with? So we always have our general volunteer meeting on the third Thursday of the month. Um, and this is where we give out a lot of information uh, to our volunteers on what's going on each month, uh, working towards their positions or even just um, preparedness for, um, you know, for example, heat is, um, this heat is really uh, hurting many of our, our community members and understanding the difference between heat stroke um, and understanding how to take care of themselves. Uh, so we do preparedness and prevention at each meeting in celebration of where our volunteers are. And so if you want to join us and see what it's like being a part of Red Cross, just let me know. Okay. Hey, what about, uh any contact information website that you might want to give out? So if you're interested in learning more about Red Cross, it's www.redcross.org. And you can find all of the information about the responses that we've um, helped out with on the mainland um, and also positions. There's even a, a quiz, a questionnaire that you can take to figure out if you want to be a part of Red Cross and in what position. Um, and then there's always the opportunity to fill out an application to become a volunteer. And we well, hope you do. Oh, Patricia, thank you for all the great information and that you're well, leading uh, the Virgin Islands Red Cross onto greater, greater uh, in, inroads and helping definitely. the community prepare for disasters. So thank you. Thank you you're for the welcome. information. Bring you back every year that I'm around, at least. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank so you for care. the invite. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. For the community, this is Ability Radio. Take care. Be safe. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.